You're listening to Empowered Podcast with Patrick Maguire as he has empowered conversations with great people, doing great things and helping others. Join us at empoweredpodcast.ca. Hey friends, it's Patrick McGuire here with Empowered Podcast. And today I've got a great conversation going. This guy's cool. He's kind of fun. He's become a, a friend in sports tech and, and social business of mine as well. We've had a few conversations now. I'm going to say this guy's a smart man. Before we get into things, let's quick look at his history. And as I'm getting things set up here, we're talking about this history. It's, it's uh, probably going to help you understand why I say this guy is a smart man. And Associate faculty at Hope International University, adjunct faculty, University of Southern Cal, founder of TRPG and RPC. That's a lot of gobbledygook, but a health tech startup <laughs> foundation group. Uh, executive faculty at the California State University, CEO for multiple health care companies, and more. That's cool. And that is a lot of brain cells. But today, we're going to talk about his current project and his passion. Now that I got all of that out of the way, let me introduce you to this guy, this smart man, my sports tech and social media friend, Josh Luke, founder and CEO of AnyFans. Josh, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, I'm excited to have a conversation with you and cover some of those areas you already talked about, Patrick. Looking yeah, this would be to great. It. And folks, in case you're first time to be joiner, first time listener, maybe longtime fan, whatever you want, this is Empowered with Patrick McGuire, where I have empowered conversations with great people doing great things to empower others. I think that's exactly what Josh and AnyFans is doing. Going to have lots of great conversations on AnyFan. Folks, I got to see this thing early, early, probably alpha, maybe even just a little bit of beta. Seeing how this thing happens, this AnyFans thing that we're going to talk about, pretty impressive, pretty exciting. Now, Josh, I'm in Toronto. You're in California. So let's just get this thing over with. How's the weather down there? Well, you don't want to hear it from me, but I'm cold today. It's like in the high sixties. Yeah, okay. I'm like, isn't it almost summertime guys? Come on. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, I mean, that's totally fine. I get so. it. It's a polite beating that we need to take one hour as Canadians, but it is getting warmer. So Josh, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Lots going on right now. School's out. My three kids, all college age, all home for the summer. So exciting times down here at the Luke house. That's for sure. cool. I like that. The Luke house. It's almost like the lake house. <laughs> yeah, we actually have a sign at our lake house. We have a lake house at Lake Havis, and we bought this lake house sign. I took a little piece of tape and I covered up the top of the A. So it says Luke House. Worked out really <laughs> I like well. Like that. <laughs> what else is going on down there? I mean, you got the kids out of school running around. They're all college, right? All in college. I got a, a son at Grand Canyon University of Phoenix, a daughter at the University of Arizona in Arizona, and then my Oldest son's going to be graduating from a private little Christian school that I was teaching at here in Fullerton, California called Hope International. So that'll all be happening uh, for him next year. So I'm excited for him. That's awesome. And I do love the fact that you pulled, you called that out. I got uh, three kids myself. The oldest one's going off to college. The middle one, she's got another year. And the young guy, he's actually graduating grade eight out of a Christian private school, Trinity Christian here in our area. So love that fact. It's another reason why we connect and we have some empowered conversations. Um, what's going on? Like what's got you, you're going to say any fans, but just in general, what, what's happening down there that's got you motivated? It's an interesting time with inflation in the United States and with what's going on over in Ukraine. My heart goes out, my prayers go out to the people of Ukraine 
And with the result of, of world activities, for lack of a better term, there's just the stock market and the crypto markets. It, it's an interesting time. And I think one of the reasons my students at both the University of Southern California, as you mentioned, most more recently, Hope International University, also taught at Long Beach State and Cal State Fullerton. I think one of the things they really enjoy about my approach is I talk a lot about real world mm -hmm. stuff as opposed to the textbook, although I have used the textbook. But like, for example, I just finished a course and I, I'm done with teaching for a while because I'm going to launch this new project we're talking about, you see over my shoulder. But um, for example, this semester, I had them read the book, Bitcoin Billionaires. And if you're not familiar, it's the Winklevoss twins. I know you are. It's the Winklevoss twins. And really what we did in this class is the first week we watched the Facebook movie, yep. The Social Network which kind of introduces you to the Winklevoss twins and almost villainize them in a way, right? And then you read this book about the Bitcoin billionaires where they took their yeah. 65 million or whatever it was that they got from the Facebook settlement, which of course, if they would have waited, would have been like 10 times that. And they knew that, but they got their money and they took most of it and put it into to Bitcoin. And then when Bitcoin shot up to 20,000, they became the first billionaires. But it's a great book. And what it does is it really flips the script from the social network where they're the villains to actually is it the actual villain? Maybe Mark Zuckerberg, a guy who's always talking to Congress about privacy issues and things like that. And how these guys were smart. And so I got such great feedback from the students about that, that book, because it was just so different. And in the process of that, they had to learn about blockchain. They had to learn about cryptocurrencies. It opened up a conversation about NFTs and believe it or not, most universities don't have much coursework in blockchain or even crypto. To, to date right now. So it opened up a great conversation at the faculty level as well as hey, how we have to start including some of this type of conversation. So I think right now, what's to me really fascinating is hearing back that feedback from the students as a public speaker, which I've been doing, Patrick, as you for several years, one of my main topics is, hey, I'm a proud Gen Xer, man. That I was there when they introduced the chicken nugget and the cherry Coke <laughs> and the BMX bikes became popular in the eighties and Duran, Def Leppard, all that stuff. I'm into all of it, but what my students really appreciate is that I understand, and I've understood for years, even as a healthcare CEO, that the generation that defines American culture and maybe pop culture is the youngest generation, which until the mm -hmm. last few years was the millennials, and now it's transitioned to the Gen Zs. And so as older adults, for lack of a better term, we, the more we can be in tune with who they are and not complain about it and say, shame on them, or that's weird. The more you can understand it, the more effective you're going to be as a leader, as a parent, as a business leader, as a startup leader, and as, uh, as just a manager of people, whether it's a coach or anything else. So to me, that's what I see going on right now is the evolution of these millennial cryptocurrency right. and blockchain, things that were introduced to millennials, now being in the mainstream and even the role they played in Ukraine initially when they needed some money, they let's open a crypto chip. So anyway, all those things, that's to me globally what is really interesting right now that these millennial and Gen Z mainstream things are being forced to be mainstream for the boomers and Gen X, which I think is awesome because I've already been engaged in them and it's, it's really opening up some cool conversations. So that might be a weird answer, yeah. but to me, that's I, I totally get it. I mean, I can see it myself. I'm following it. I'm keeping an eye on it. Uh, both a little bit older than most of the people running around in our cryptocurrencies. And yet I'm working with uh, a group, NFX. So NFX company, NFXco.com is all about being able to the, the digital experience. So I'm totally in line with what you're saying as the offline people, which is 99.7% of the world, 
is not in crypto, is not Web3 ready or even in the blockchain or cryptocurrency. And we got to find a way to help them on ramp into that world that it does become mainstream, which is exactly what you're saying. And hey, there are a bunch of young students that you get to hang out with that are kind of leading that charge and keeping uh, keeping some guys like us a little younger, at least in our. I'll share with you a really quick story on that that I think helps the Gen Xer and Boomer who still struggles with. Well, how do you know how much a cryptocurrency is worth? <laughs> yeah. Well, I would ask you how do you how do you know what a stock's worth because it's just perception. But the thing that really helped me understand is I have a couple really conservative friends here in Southern California. Conservative, not so much politically, but in that they're not the trendsetter. They're not the new guy that will take a risk. My brother being one of them, and a couple of friends. But they heard me talking about crypto and I was mining crypto for years. I still am in Ethereum. Uh, but what twisted it for them and made them flip the switch wasn't hearing about it from me every time they saw me. But all of a sudden, like they heard something like, hey, in China, they're not even using real money anymore. It's digital. And it's, oh, and then PayPal and Venmo. What I, what I realized is, oh, I don't think they know the difference between digital money and cryptocurrency. Mm. But if that's going to help them embrace this new currency. I'm not going to argue with it, right? So I thought that was kind of an interesting learning uh, experience for me to see some conservative people kind of confuse digital currency with crypto. But I think that's okay because it's not that far off in terms of conceptually how a yeah, lot of people Yeah, there's use a it. gentleman I sort of watch and follow, um, Jimmy Song, and pretty conservative. Uh, he comes out of the faith-driven entrepreneur. And interestingly enough, is mm -hmm. like all about Bitcoin. He's like, Bitcoin's the one to go in on. And yet most people can't even begin to grab a Satoshi, a Sats. I got a couple, of course, but, um, yeah. he talks about that. Yeah. I don't have it down here in my studio, but if I had my crypto.com card, that's not a plug folks. It's just, I have one. I also have a TD bank card, TD mm -hmm. Canada, instead of TD North, um, for the U S people, uh, other ones, yeah. I have a regular view and all those cards look the same. They all transact digitally, yeah. except one's called fiat and one's called crypto. Does it even matter if I yeah. still buy my coffee with a piece of plastic when I'm, and I think that's yeah. where the world's going and people are going to start to go, it doesn't matter. Which one do I save more money in? Which one can I make more interest in? Um, so it is interesting, but I love the fact that, Hey, you got firsthand experience with the young guys and you were mining this thing before people were really getting into it and you're still going. It's cool. You know, my ongoing debate with them too, on that note is. Your generation, the gens, not, not yours, but your generation, these students, Gen Zs and millennials, they don't wait for anything. Guess what? I like that. I'm not a wait line waiter guy, coffee, whatever it is, order ahead. If I can't order ahead, I'm not going there. And In-N-Out Burger, Southern California based is so like driven by freshness. And we won't even put a restaurant in somewhere where we can't get fresh wow. meat in there. Well, I keep saying to my students, eventually they're going to have to change, not because of their product, but because of your right. habits. Uh, and, and from a business perspective, it's, there's no reason not to, because you get paid up front right, in the mobile yeah. app, right? So if you don't ever pick up your food, that's not my problem. But I, I do think it'll be a few years before in and out does that. But I think it, again, so, so many people get focused on the product, but what about the buyer mm. focus on the buyer? They're the one that has to make the buying decision. I know there's one in and out that's been open here in, uh, in Fullerton Placentia since I went to high school that doesn't have a drive through. I won't go there at all anymore wow. because. I have to wait. I have to park in a small lot and I have to wait. The drive-through, the new hip thing at In-N-Out Burgers is these 20 car line drive-throughs. Well, that's not no. hip and cool to me. <laughs> that just means I'm not going to go there. So anyway, 
enough about me learning from the Gen Z's and millennials, but that's actually as what our next conversation is going to be about. And the Absolutely. whole reason I started this thing is because they, they had a need I, I for agree, something. And, and I'm the same way with some of the other projects I'm working on and some of those I provide advisory services for and those that I've consulted on. But uh, yeah, let me share a little bit so everybody gets sort of up speed. Let me share about any fans. Um, then we can get into it because I really want to talk about a new social networking experience that is curated in my words, not yours. But folks, listen to this. AnyFans is a multimedia social networking experience with a mobile app featuring content that is grouped into themes, hangout rooms. Each hangout, it basically has hosts, okay? So there's two hosts who propose topics. And the host is a, a long-form lifestyle vlog and interviews. AnyFans strives to discover and empower the influencers of tomorrow. The app is designed to promote community and positive social experiences. And they have a vision for 2023 with YouTube channels that will transition into a second app, AnyFans Streaming. So some pretty cool stuff there. And I'm just going to say, simply put, because I've seen it, I was lucky enough to get some advanced uh, access to look at it and poke around. And I had a conversation a while ago, but simply put, it's cool AF. And you can see that in the background. Um, <laughs> so, all right, that's the corporate statement that I read out of some of the materials that I've pulled together from your stuff. But we want to hear from you, Josh. What the heck is AnyFans? Yeah, this is won't shock you for those of you who are live with us and listening. But, you know, my students for years were saying they wanted a social media experience where they could meet other people. And I had, had this idea being a child of the 80s in the back of my head for years that I wanted to rank my favorite bands by category and my favorite teams and athletes by category. And I just knew there wasn't really a business model there, but every time I was teaching a business class or a marketing class, I would kind of share this business model of how do I rank my favorite bands and stuff. And, and as I kept having the mm. same students in different classes, they'd be like, Hey Luke, let's take your idea. Let's do this with it. And let's do that with it. And just in 2020, 2021 and 2022, as Instagram kind of was growing up. And what I mean by that is the high school kids are hardly using Instagram at all anymore and college kids because it's become a parent's app. TikTok is the numbers are showing that TikTok's just going through the roof. So weird. And one of the things I joke about with my team at AnyFans is like kids aren't going to go on an app that their parents were on first, right? <laughs> so if you go see me on there, you won't see my face. You'll see the USC Trojans logo, right? And so we're trying really hard to be cool for the college and high school kids. And the reason is the students look, Gen Z is the second straight generation where screen time is up every day and therefore social confidence and social skills are interpersonal mm. communication are down. And therefore the, this might shock some people. This is just research from my classroom. Most of the relationships are online. Most of the relationships were people they met online, not at school, not in their community, not at church. The majority of the boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever it is, boyfriend, girlfriend, most of it was met online on Tinder or whatever. It is. That is a, a aha moment I've had. Whereas as Gen Xers, Patrick and I, just even three or four years ago, people are, and they're still embarrassed at our age to sometimes say they met online. They shouldn't be embarrassed. That's the norm now. That's number one. Number two, the, the, just the mental health, the ability to meet other people in an online space is something that they're saying on TikTok, it's siloed. You have a dancer, you have a comedian, mm. you have somebody just doing something funny. So all these things put together, the kids were saying, Hey, we just don't really have a place where we can go meet people who have similar interests in us. And then I would see my boys upstairs screaming at their Xbox <laughs> and basically 
as soon as they'd hang up from the Xbox, they would not talk to those guys anymore until the next time they turned on the Xbox. Well, what if we could create a room in an app like Instagram just for gamers, right? Just for gamers to talk to their friends. And as I, as we started evolving, I started signing up for all these other apps, right? And the other apps were, you know, I learned about Discord where people are like, hey, gamers kind of go on there. And I said, okay, well, that's cool. We're going to have a room for gamers too, but we're also going to have a room for lifestyle, for, for girls. We're going to have a room for each uh, campus, college campus, high school campus, things like that. So these are called Hangouts and these Hangouts have hosts. So hopefully that answers a lot of the questions for you. pretty cool. And yeah, we, myself and a few others, we're using Discord for different reasons. Reason for business, reason for a lot of times crypto and NFT stuff is going on in there. So definitely got conversations happening that way. Now, I mean, I, I sort of, I'm curious, um, does anything go in like, what sort of topics are they kind of structured or can anybody go in there and make a new uh, themed group? That's a great question because on uh, Reddit and other apps, other platforms, you are able to go create your own group. And we are distinctly different for now. We have a room for each university. We're going to have a room for each nice. high school. And this is another aha moment we've had. Why even it came at spring break at Lake Havasu, I'm seeing all these kids from Arizona State, University of Arizona, Grand Canyon University, as far away as Wyoming and Utah, University of Utah. And they're all on the beach having fun. And I said to my sons, I said, hey, is there any room where you can just go and host some fun things that have happened for students at GCU? And he said, no. And I was just surprised to hear that in this day and age that they didn't wow. have that. That's That's surprising. I mean, I guess because anybody can make a folder, an Insta, whatever they're doing anywhere, anytime that it's so discombobulated, disconnected. It's random. Randomness is, is, is a killer of anything because you pull over here. I post it over here. We're posting about the same sort of thing. So that makes sense that, uh, yeah, no, nobody's got it. <laughs> so it's time to give them something, give them a tool and let them do it. I think that's pretty cool. Um, give me an idea. I mean, we talked, there's colleges, you're going to run colleges, but is there like a group like that college football or that college soccer team or men or women? How's yeah. that working out? I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. So, so the hangouts actually weren't originally like school specific. So originally we have like extreme AF playing on the any fans name. Right. And by the way, the app is available in the app store. We're in the final stages of beta testing, so it's going to be wonky, but the logo in the app store is the one you see above the AF. The original Hangouts, for example, are Extreme AF, which is Extreme gotcha. Sports. Lifestyle, okay, which is obviously very female dominated, but there's stuff in there for men as well. We also have Lit, which is like, it's lit, right? Like what you would kind of think of a bar stool theme or a funny video or whatever it might be, something along those lines. We have uh, a student athlete room, which is already gaining traction, even in the beta phase, because it's designed for college athletes to not just say, Hey, look at me, but to talk about the NIL and what, what they're learning about these new rules that allow them to get paid this new transfer portal to talk about when's the right time to know how to hang them up. Should I gray red shirt? Should I gray shirt? Should I keep playing or not keep playing? What about D2? What about D3? We actually have mentors in some of these rooms like oh, that. Wow. One of the hosts. And I mentioned host, and let me clarify host. A host is actually somebody who is, works for us, whose job is to just keep the conversation going in that room. And each week they're going to have different topics, but for the most part, their job is to encourage users to mm -hmm. want to post, right? It to just um, 
jump in there and kind of say, hey, like, uh, here's a picture of me or here's when I decided to hang him up. And so right now, one of our hosts for student athlete is a kicker in the United States Football League. He kicked a game winning kick on uh, national TV last Sunday. So that was cool. And he's in there like giving advice on, hey, I'm still grinding four years after college. We have one more mentor in that group who's like his first year out and he's serving as like a grad assistant. So he's talking about that transition uh, and what it's like to kind of retire. But also the next host will be, because we want to have three or four hosts per room. The next host will be a female college athlete and a male college athlete. And at some point in that room, we might even add a high school athlete because we know, and I don't know if you played sports in high school, like I did, Patrick, I played three sports, but every single kid I know in high school that played sports is going to be in that yeah. student athlete room, even though it's designed for college athletes. It's really not in that, that we're specifically going to tailor some of our content to those of you thinking about pursuing a career in sports or, you know, playing college sports at the next level, here's some advice for you that the whole thing is just to be a group where you can go and, and meet like-minded people. And, and even my, we talked about, I teach college, but I have three college kids at home. And when you start hearing the same things in your kitchen, in your backyard that you're hearing at school, that's when you're onto something. We really haven't talked about the mental health component. That's our partner. But that's something that's passionate to me. I, I was the CEO of multiple hospitals, including the largest hospital, mental health hospital in Orange County, California. Uh, I have a not-for-profit that has raised money for our mental health causes for years. And that is our partner in any fans. We're designing a lot of our content and the app, not just for engagement and entertainment, but to build up, to identify, to discover, and to empower young teenagers and young adults who want to be content creators and to encourage them to do that instead of them feeling a little scared or maybe somebody makes fun yeah. of them. You ask me a question like, the answer is we're doing free speech 100%. 100% free speech, we're not censoring anything, but you're gonna see that our hosts are gonna try to keep everything nice. positive, nice. right? So we're really trying to avoid, if we can, the politically hot charged things to the extent that we can. That's not really the platform for that. It's a platform where teens and young adults can go and feel good, meet people and feel yeah, uplifted. I like that. And, and I'm going to back up a little bit. I don't know if everybody picked it up, but even though the hosts may work with any fans or work for any fans in a roundabout way, they're in that community first because they want to be in that community and they sort of raise their hands or they've been found by others to be an influencer within room, that hangout, that community. And then they get a chance to be part of the any fan team, if you will. So they aren't really necessarily trying to change the way you think and talk they're they're you they're the individuals and they're trying to make sure that they and you use the word empower i like that but they uh they empower each other they're not this person that is like uh oh heck one of us all getting paid to go into a room and curate yeah. the conversation gen xers <laughs> i like to use the term gen xer i've, I've actually never really <laughs> classified or even thought about it until just about a week ago and i finally went what am I? And I was like, oh yeah, I am a Jet X. Okay. Um, yeah. Definitely trying to stay a little younger. A lot of sports still. I, I race mountain bikes and have fun. I still work out with the kids. I love coaching hockey. I got kids that are uh, into the sports too. And it's just, that keeps us young and hanging out with these people doing cryptos and NFTs. It keeps the brain young and challenging. Being an entrepreneur and an advisor and mentor, which you are, it keeps you thinking, which I think is great because as long as our brains are working, I don't think we're ever going to retire. We are wired that way. Both of us, I know you're wired that way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it's, it feels good to do something that can bring. It's odd that you, we're taking kind of the declining social skills of this generation and saying, 
hey, we're going to cater to the hat in a manner that allows them to meet people and build their social skills, even if it kind of starts online. So it's an encouraging thing. And if you, your listeners are in college or high school or have children in the house that are in college or high school, we actually have an intern pro program wow. set up, an extern where you do it from home, where you can work for us and learn on the job about, it covers everything from market research, <laughs> to social marketing, to digital marketing, to human resources. And you do it all from home. We probably will qualify at every university because I took what some of the employees that work for us built and took my teacher hat and said, this is what we're gonna wanna make sure if we're gonna approve it for our college students. It's a really cool program. We also are doing some hiring. If you're on Handshake, if you're at the college level, there's a couple content creators Amazing. positions posted there, editor positions posted there. So we're looking for all that. And it's cool because it's on Trello. It's on like a project management platform where when you finish module one, after a couple of weeks, it just automatically takes you to module two. And if you're a scout or a high school student or your church needs volunteer hours, we, we have a similar program for that. You can do it all from mm -hmm. wherever you're at. Boy, there's a lot of people out there listening to this one, hopefully that are going either I need that or, hey, my kid needs that. We all need those volunteer hours. That is part of the new social economy and schools are embracing it and, and forcing it on kids, which part of me goes, oh man, not yeah. another thing they have to do. But part of me goes, that's awesome because that is real life, real work offline, but you're giving them this chance to be online, offline, this weird blend of learning on hands. I, I think it's fantastic. I love it. So moms, dads, kids, everybody listen to this one. If you need those volunteer hours, if you want to get some mentoring, coaching and get into the, the business world and especially in the social media world, the social networking, uh, reach out to any fans and check that out. Um, so let me just, I'm going to talk about your position as faculty and also the founder at any fans, but why after getting comfy in education, you've decided to go all in on being an entrepreneur again with any fans. You know what? I have big dreams and while I enjoyed working in healthcare, I saw a big machine that was going to be really hard to change and impact. And frankly, I saw a lot of people that for lack of a better term that have sold out to the system. It's a difficult system in the United States to make an impact, which is why most of us went into healthcare. I've written five books, four of them are Amazon bestsellers. They're all Amazing. in the healthcare space. And they talk about this, trying to like turn around an aircraft carrier and how many years it's going to take. And so I've always been a marketer by trade. That's what I did early in my career. I was a, a marketer, a big into guerrilla marketing. If you know what that means, it, it's do something different, sporadic, which has really kind of become the theme of a lot of like different social yes. media platforms. But uh, with any fans, I had dreams just to go big. And, and one of the things I taught my students, uh, and I, so I was a graduate chair of the business school at Hope International University the last three years before I resigned to do any fans full time. And one of the things they heard from me constantly, very consistently, if you want me to teach you how to get rich, you find a business model that scales while you're sleeping. That is nice. the globalization of the internet age. And I gave them examples of that in healthcare where I created some online videos and sold them. And I woke up one morning, I went to school and I said, I just got an email that said I made $499 on a video I created four years ago. That's making money while you're asleep. My challenge is getting, figuring out how to scale that. Restaurants, no. Batting yeah. cages, some of the student athletes want to do something like that, no. And doesn't, and I tell them, look, you follow your dreams, but a dream doesn't make a good business model. My, my job is to teach you how to, if you want to get rich, then you find a business that scales while you're sleeping. 
And that's not why I did any fans, but it was of all the ideas I had when I started thinking about what's next for me. It was the one that the students kept coming back to, the one that was just, hey, they're taking Dr. Luke is who I am to them. My idea of ranking different, different categories. And they're basically saying, yeah, can you combine that on a platform where we can meet like-minded people? And so we haven't talked about the rankings yet, but there's going to be a rankings feature in any fans where we're going to really, and it gets back to that discover and empower the influencers mm -hmm. of tomorrow yeah. is one of our taglines. We want to be the influencer friendly platform. So many of the creators are saying TikTok yeah. doesn't give me enough of the money. They keep 70% of it. YouTube keeps 80% of it. Instagram keeps 75% of it. We want to be the platform that says you keep all of it, right? Like you, we don't want a piece of your affiliate marketing or whatever it is. We want to help you grow. We want to help you get introduced to those folks. And we want to give you the confidence to do that. And we have some in, uh, influencer coaches who are so good at what they do that they're just there to encourage users and to build them up and you know, one of the comments I heard from my kids ago is, you know, they were frustrated, like, you know, they weren't really meeting anybody at the high school to date, and, but they knew why they said, well, because I can see 250 other girls online anytime on Instagram or on Snap that are at local high schools as well. Hmm. And so the pool's just a lot bigger. And that's just another one of the pressures that these kids feel that are hard for us to relate to. At high school, it was rare when I went to high school that you'd meet somebody from another school unless you're out around the town. Now they know them before they even get out of bed in the morning. They're friends with a friend of a friend. And so now we're friends. So there's all these pressures that as Gen Xers, it's hard for us to relate to. But if we can put ourselves in their frame of mind where they can go meet like-minded people, we will introduce, you guys will chuckle at this, but well, we will because we're Gen Xers. The kids don't, they think it's normal. We will have a match.com or Tinder uh, feature on our app within a year or so, because here's why. We are gonna tell you who the authentic person is because we have all the data. Instead of them making up a bunch of lies and putting pictures like they're glam shot, we're just gonna say, hey, we'll match you with people who visit the same hangouts yep. you do, who have the same interests you do, and you give us a, a proximity, 100 miles, 150 miles, maybe global, I don't care, but we'll match you up. And that's, that is one of the revenue streams, you know, maybe 10 bucks a month to have that feature where we will match you with like-minded people. But for the most part, I always get asked this question, Patrick, so I'll share it with you, even though I think 95% of your revenue on a social platform is coming from advertising. Right. So those other secondary revenue streams are very secondary, the but they're there to make Brian the investors Fanzel. feel better. Fans was his nick, of course, but that's NFT 365 or 365. He's buying and selling NFTs every single Yeah, very cool. I love that. And it's giving that sort of curated content, if you will. I listen to one gentleman and sort of follow some of his strategies and stuff. Single day, creating a metavestor group, if you will, which is really interesting. But one of the things he says is that it'd be neat to see that everybody's able to have a very unique, simple to remember wallet that throw your three to five NFTs up on your profile. Like let's say LinkedIn, for example, was able to show that my three, uh, my three prime NFTs and it will tell us who you are. And if I look at your wallet, I can see all the NFTs you have. I can see all the crypto transactions, not just cash folks, but actual interactions and transactions. And I'll know who you are without having to figure out, are you a good person or not? because they'll know because blockchain makes it so transparent. And I like that you're kind of on that path as well Is here's what I'm interested in. And hey, I want to meet people just like me, which is great. But if I did that, yeah. I would have never met my wife because it would never be. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We're going to have a crypto and NFT room. One of our hangouts is crypto and NFT. One of our hangouts is called Money Talks because oh, as I that. sat there with a lot of these creators I hired that were college age guys, they were all talking about, oh, I want to get a job or what are you investing? Are you buying Amazon? Are you buying Tesla? Are you buying crypto? And so right away I said, hey, let's do a, a room just about you guys that are just kind of getting out of college and you want to you want to learn how to, the things that Patrick and I know, even though we're 25 years more advanced, maybe you can shorten that curve. So there's so many of these different hangouts. It really never stops. And we're going to just keep adding them to the point that I was just on a call with my CTO right before we started taping this. And we're working on a system to kind of simplify that almost a table of contents like high schools, colleges, sports rooms, financial based rooms, things like that. So lots of different cool rooms to choose from. And, and so. I got to cut you off there, folks. If you didn't hear, he said, tape this as we started to tape this. I get it. He gets it. We're a little bit older. We don't record on tape, but that's the funny thing. We totally understand that. Uh, we are the Gen Xers, and I'm sure I have one that says mixtape number one somewhere or uh, hot mixtape, yeah, something like that. But um, for the rest of the world, digital, all that wonderful stuff. Um, so you might find some really cool stuff inside of uh, any fans, of course. And, and obviously the new economy, the cryptocurrencies, the digitals, the NFTs, all that stuff, definitely going to be there. There's going to be an audience for it, especially financials, which I think a lot of young people that I know that I sort of spend time with, they don't really get it. They don't know how to work the old school way. They're still trying to embrace the new school way. And yet some of us older people are trying to make sure we learn the younger ways as well, because they're moving faster. Once they get their hands on something, they figure it out and go fast. Uh, I kind of was asking this question. I'm going to ask you now. We kind of answered it already, but it sounds like you already know this, but where do you see the future of social media and its users? Where is it going? Well, there's two answers to that. Interactivity is, seems to be the kind of pot, like very popular answer and web 3.0, which nobody can really define, but everybody wants to say they're doing it. I, I wrote one of my books for Forbes and, and Forbes had asked me to write a book. And so they gave us a lot wow. of training and, and they, they said, Hey, you're really good at like LinkedIn and Twitter, but let us teach you the big picture. And the big picture back then, four years ago was there's uh, paid media, which is advertising. There's rented media, which is LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok all the socials because you're renting space there. And if you don't believe me, ask all those companies that had 4 million Facebook followers 10 years ago and Facebook the next day said, but you don't know who they are anymore. You're gonna have to pay right. us for that. That's why it's called rented media, right? And so now you have owned media where you own it. Let me give you an example. You can find me on LinkedIn at Josh Luke, yes. okay? But if I want to make money without somebody taking a piece of it, you would have to go to joshluke.com. That is the owned media of the past. Let me give you a, a very obvious example, a lot of about OnlyFans website, okay? We have nothing to do with them. They are a paid site, which is used by people who have a following that want to pay for their content. Okay, that is not owned media. That is still mm. rented media. OnlyFans is taking a piece or making money. If you really want to do it right, and what you're seeing more, they're now calling owned media web 3.0. You're seeing new kind of companies where they just jump you to that person's individual website, which is what, going back to time, what I was taught, which is the right way to do things. People to your owned space, which is web 3.0, and uh, you make all the money and nobody can cut you off and remove all your uh, followers all of a sudden one day. And when it comes to interactivity, it was... 3D for like 20 <laughs> years, right? And now it's like, oh, virtual reality. Like 
I think the answer, and one of the really unique things that we haven't gotten into, Patrick, so far about any fans is our hosts are all content creators or influencers on other platforms, wow. whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, or even Twitter. So a lot of YouTubers are hosting rooms for us. We're looking forward as we go uh, get more exposure and start scaling quickly for YouTubers to reach out to us that see how having a 24-7 room to talking right, yeah. could benefit and complement. For example, like travel, when we open a travel hangout, right? All these travel influencers, if one or two or three of them wanted to be the host of our hangout, it's only going to help them, right? To to come on there a couple of times, I was a question like, where's your next trip and why? And what's your best tropical trip? What's your best you know, winter trip? Things like that. And so between Web 3.0, which is just owned media and interactivity, whether it's VR, and in, and we're taking a different approach to interactivity, which is we were marketing that we're a multi-platform social experience for a while, but we found that was a little more confusing than just saying we are in a social media platform with hangout, themed hangout rooms with hosts. Like people can get that without having to ask questions. And so we really simplified our message. And, and I think that's true. With so many of our rooms, Patrick, I mean, we have a fitness room, Fit AF. We have the riff room for musicians cool. that just want to exchange ideas and share stories from the road. We have a separate music room that's called Demo Tape, where anybody can go on and for 60 seconds, sing, drum, play the guitar. Maybe that's how you get discovered. I mean, I don't know, but we have faith rooms and those faith rooms will be faith Christian, faith right. Mormon. Faith. faith. Yeah. And, and we won't force those rooms on anybody's main feed as well. So we have a, an algorithm set up for that. We haven't talked about good vibes. That's actually the room you go to just when you need a little mental health uplift. Yep. We didn't want to give it a mental health name because that's uh, technical and medical, but it just means go there to feel good. We're going to have a pride room. We're going to have a boot camp room for young military folks and veterans to get. Uh, and, and another one, March to the Beat. Do you know every high school in America for the most part and most colleges have a marching band with it's 40 amazing. to 100 people? I mean, yeah, and we've been talking to a lot of them and they, they often feel neglected and overlooked and pushed aside. So no, this is your room just to do that. So all these rooms are cool. We have a Greek life room for their fraternities and sororities. So many different ones. Road trips. If you're on a road trip, there's a road trip in room. And yes, folks, this is for you to post. That's why our hosts are there to encourage you. It's about positive mental health, feeling confident, making connections and new friends in really the new way of living, which is screen time, a lot of <laughs> you know, screen I'm, time. I'm hearing that. And yeah, there's screen time everywhere. I have to manage myself and my kids too. And I notice mine's always going up and I'm trying to keep it down. But uh, the only time I get off of screen time is when I hop on the yeah. bike and I go for a ride either by myself with the guys or girls. Just hold your phone upside down and yeah, your screen yeah, time will go down. <laughs> just, just turn the phone over when you're looking at your screen but, temperature. Um, right? The one thing I hear here is that I get a recurring theme is it's curated content by my choice. As I'm going into any fans, if I was in uh, a specific room, I can go into the fitness room. I can go into the finance room. I can go into the faith room. I can go into the general social media room. I can go into the entrepreneur's room. I can go everywhere. But it's by my choice in one curated app, if you will, any fans that I can go to these rooms versus today when I want to see what's going on with my business friends and what's happening, I open up LinkedIn usually on my, on my phone is, uh, but then when I'm just bored and I want to scroll, it's jumping to Insta. And I actually consume a lot of social media at all anymore because it means I have to jump in and out of this and that and have different weird conversations. It's frustrating. It's annoying. And it's time because, uh, you and I in business, we understand the switching. Most people don't understand that they call it multitasking. Um, it's bogus by the way, folks. Uh, 
Some of us can task switching faster than others, and we can carry on multiple conversations. Either you're a little bit crazy like me, maybe there's multiple voices in your head, who knows? But then there's others that task switching can delay three to 30 seconds before you're fully entrenched into what you're doing. And if you're doing that every two minutes, you're not having a meaningful conversation. Jumping from app to app is even worse than task switching. So I like what you're saying about any fans is I crack open my any fans. I go in there and I hop into the room I'm supposed to be in. So we're, for me, being a, a guy that likes optimization and automation, we're reducing that task switching burden or lag, as some of us might consider or realize. It's like time delay. We just don't know it yet. And we pretend that we're multitasking. So I love that you're saying go into one place, curate the conversations you want to have and hang out with your friends. I love it. And dare I say, we're creating our own metaverse just for you, your own metaverse. Yeah. And you know what, Patrick, I, I'll tell you the two examples of what you just said, I think for our target audience, the young adult and the teen, as this has been piloted and introduced to people, somebody was on the gamers kind of hangout, which we call geeked AF. They named it. That, I, I admit, I and I say, I wish I was a geek, not that smart. Well, so they said, the gamer guys go, oh, this sounds like discord. So I go to discord, I open it up and I learn about it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And then I show it to a young lady and, I, and we're going to have a cheer comp and a dance room, right? And she goes, oh, there's an app called Cheer Life. You should check it out. We do very similar things to what they do. But you just pointed out, now you've had to jump from one app to the other. They're two separate communities. You're not maybe seeing the same people, meeting the same people. On our, you're basically going, hey, I've kind of seen all the new posts in the Cheer Comp app. So I'm going to go over to the Just Dance room and look at that hangout. Done that for a few minutes. Now I'm going to go to the Dance Comp hang out, right. which is different. Right. And now I'm gonna go to the gamers one. All it's just boom, you just toggle back and forth. So yeah, we're trying to create a room that's built just for you based on your interest. And one way we see it's different too, Patrick is a lot of the popular apps right now, your algorithm is fed to you based on who yeah. you're clicking on, as opposed to the topic you're clicking on. And we're going to be focused more on taking you to the topics that we I know you like. I think a little bit more you, of that the, you've identified uh, it's that you been like. a while since you and I have been at a college party, but I think of it more like <laughs> when I was playing ball and playing hockey at a pretty high level and we'd go into a party and we'd go from room to room and, and the people that were in certain rooms were those that were having different style of conversations. And we did that and we enjoyed <laughs> it. And if you didn't like that one, you went to the party down the street. So that's what I yeah. feel like ants. You go into one house, any fans. And then you get to go to the rooms that you want to be in and hang out, which I think is fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm eating up a lot of yeah. your time. I'm curious. I mean, you sort of pointed out the social future, the way users can interact and engage, the way we can have open conversations with those that we want to continue conversations with. But I mean, being a new startup, going back to the business side of things, look, I know you're successful. I know you're a really smart man, but perhaps you're not a, a, a Meganaire, a Ogliark, a billionaire. Um, are you raising funds like of getting any fans off the ground? Cause it's not cheap to do tech like this. Yeah. That's, and that's a great question, Patrick. I appreciate you asking it because that is part of it. That's been new. And if you will, a little scary, but not so scary because I'm always up for a new challenge. I've done so many different things in my career. Raising funds is like a, is a whole art and it's not easy. And just even tracking down the people that might be interested in investing in itself is an art. So right now we're actually doing a crowdfunding campaign on awesome. WeFunder. That's going to go, I think, through the end of August, if I believe. And anyone can invest. Nation. I mean, I always say to people, look, think of it like a GoFundMe, but it's not a donation. 
and it's you're investing in a business. You're actually buying shares just like you would through TD Ameritrade or whatever the TD platform is. The share breakdown is a little different. You're getting a, a small percentage of the organization and you get a discount when we do our opening stock set price, which I know that's a lot, <laughs> but if you go into wefunder.com and just type in any fans, you'll see it's gone very Amazing. well so far. I think we're at just about $180,000 and our app really hasn't even out publicly yet with the exception of this, those that want to go see it in the app store for beta testing. So uh, our goal is to raise about 750. I think if you get in there before $250,000 is raised, you get an additional 3% discount when we set that stock, not meaning discount if you pay more, a discount on what you already right. invested. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool thing. And then we're starting a pretty aggressive uh, outreach campaign. And one thing, there are some younger entrepreneurs out there right now. I'll tell you, one of the things I've learned, the call has to come from the CEO when you're fundraising. You know, I'm the founder. They're sizing you up before they want to hear about your idea, which everybody, I have some coaches and things, and they've directed me to some books. They all say the same thing. They're going to size up you first as a CEO and your idea second. And they're basically investing in you because they believe that you're onto something. And so right now we're very focused on pre-seed angel and seed investors. Awesome. Those are the kind of the three names of the individuals that we're targeting in between the WeFunder campaign being easy and live. You can go invest a hundred bucks. It's as little as a hundred bucks. We've had as high as 50,000 already, right? I think we've had, I think five angels jump onto our WeFunder campaign and invest 10 or grand or more, which is really encouraging considering our, we're, you know, not even yeah, a viable great. product yet to market. So, so the way I'm approaching it, Patrick, short answer to a long answer is I'm approaching the WeFunder and the seed round with the same, it's basically the same plan. I'm targeting those with those angel, pre-seed or seed investor. We want a little bit of an indication that they have interest in tech or social media. And that's who I'm emailing, LinkedIn messaging, and immediately following up with a phone call from me with a well-crafted message that, and here's the truth of it. Hey, if you have any teens or young adults at home, you might've already heard about our app. We just launched in the app store. It's scaling rapidly. And now we're conducting our seed round here in the next few months. And we'd love to talk to you more about your interest in investing in a social media startup with a, a potentially high reward. That That's the pitch. And that's also Patrick, why, why I've been waiting to start those calls. Because the first thing you or I would do if we got that call is what? Go to the app yeah. store, download the app, or turn to your kid and say, hey, have you heard of this app? Yeah. And guess what? If they haven't, I just got a new user. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Take we'll it. take the new user. <laughs> right? uh, so, might not get the investor, but at least yeah, you got a new user. So, I think it's great. And folks, yeah, that's why so. I say this is a smart man. He's smart in school. He's smart in business. And he just gave a really good CEO's lesson, if you will. And you got to think of that through. And uh, I'll just point it out with obvious is that the CEO has got to make the call. You got to have the vision. You got to have the passion and you got to be able to talk about what it is you're doing. You can't just be a hired gun that's out there trying to hammer it. Uh, and it does come down to relationships, whether it's inside of an app like any fans where you're able to chat with someone that you've built a relationship with, whether it's an introduction from a friend who gave a handshake or a digital handshake, uh, or you're just reaching out cold in a quick relationship to get on the phone, to have a conversation, to have a friendship. That is a business executive's roadmap. If you want to be successful, you got to put the digital palms to each other and the flesh, if you will, press that flesh, got to make it happen. And it's got to be authentic. It cannot be some sort of game or crapshoot, if you will, in business and in life. 
we like those that we get to hang out with. We like to have empowered conversations. And so do the other people on the other side of your conversation. So do the other people listening to podcasts like this. We're trying to learn from each other. In this case, it's an empowered entrepreneur, Josh, Luke, and any fans, of course. And uh, he's given a chance for all of us to power it in the rooms and hangouts that we want to be in. So with that being said, before we get to something, I've got one more question for you, Luke. But before we do that, I do want to mention that Empowered for entrepreneurs, for CEOs, for executives, Empowered Peer Groups is something that you want to enjoy. You want to be almost in a room like any fans for entrepreneurs that are able to help curate and motivate and trouble troubleshoot and solve problems that other people are trying to go through. Somebody may have gone through it before. So if you're interested in being able to be in a peer group that can make a difference to empower you and to empower others, consider and check out empoweredentrepreneur.ca and check out some of my peer groups where we put 10 people in a room and we use a growth 10 strategy to 10x your business as a team of individuals helping each other instead of just working on your own. It's extremely effective for entrepreneurs, of course, especially solopreneurs, but it works incredibly well for executives trying to blow up their companies because we got young and old, 10 like-minded, but uniquely different people. And you know what? That sounds almost like it's cool as AF, uh, but it's not any fans. One day we're going to make that happen, I think. That being said, Lou, uh, Josh, you've got this opportunity now. You're growing the business. You're motivated. A couple of years from now, any fans is a monster. You're having fun with it. Your kids are having fun with it. I am really curious, now that you've done the school thing, you've done the education thing, faculty, staff, you've done the health care industry category, and now you're doing this tech thing. You're an entrepreneur at heart. I know it. You write books while you're doing the school thing and teaching others. Given the chance to start all over again, to be an empowered entrepreneur, would you do it again? Yeah, that's a question with no short answer, but yeah, I would do it for sure. I have big dreams. Uh, I've been married almost 25 years and I look forward to being able to sell a company that will be able to take care of me for life so I can quote unquote, never have to work again. But I think you guys probably get to know me knowing that would never happen, but I would love to just uh, not necessarily sail around the world, but sail in certain parts of the world and have the freedom to do that. Another thing I've learned from the millennials and Gen Z is with globalization, you can do business from anywhere, anytime. I think the whole world has seen that now with uh, the working from home with the yeah. uh, pandemic. And so um, my goal with any fans is to hopefully create a social platform where we set the bar so strongly that this is an empowering website to combat the daily rigors of teen and young adult mental health, that we become the generation defining social media app for the younger Gen Zs and Gen Alpha. And that if we are in a position where we will sell to somebody in three, four, five, six years, which obviously is part of the plan, because when the other big guys get threatened by us, that's what they do. My hope is that the brand has been set so strong that we will always be recognized as someone who is there to discover and empower and encourage teens and young adults to chase their dreams, whatever they are, to meet people with similar interests and to be confident in posting on social media. If that's, let's not hide from the fact that yeah. that's what they do. That is what they do. So let's create a platform that empowers them and makes them stronger as a result. And so that would be an awesome legacy to live. 
And uh, yeah, I think entrepreneurism is awesome. One thing I don't like is when people say college or entrepreneurism, they're not, they're not necessarily separate no. conversations, folks. Okay. And it's not the 1% that was successful and rich without it. It was the 0.001%. There's something to be learned by going to college, even if you don't graduate. So that's my kind of spiel on being an entrepreneur. It's freeing. It's amazing. It allowed me to be at home while my kids were in high school and to go to all their games. And the last thing I say, and I, I think you were asking this a minute ago, what, what are you going to be doing in five or six years if this goes well? God bless me to be on stage and be a public speaker. It's what I've been doing for the last five years while I amazing. teach college. And I can't wait for any fans to get big enough to the point that I'm now getting calls from people unsolicited to go speak instead of just kind of in the healthcare and the, the convention space where I do a lot of public speaking right now. So it'd be great to be able to go share our vision on some of those bigger stages. I love stages. it. And that's why we are so wired, so much the same. Love to be able to share messages, share stories, share successes of other people and to be able to speak all over the world and to help many people. I absolutely am wired the same way. I love doing it. I've done it on the Dreamforce stage. I've done it on small stages. I've done it in the change room coaching kids sports. And I enjoy it at all those different levels. And I know you do too. I can see it. I know it. I hear it. The passion. We've had many conversations beyond this. So I'm very excited. I know you'll be an entrepreneur. I know you're going to take care of others. I know you're going to help others. And I know that you're so motivated for mental health of our young youth growing culture and community. So I want to say a very big empowered thank you very much for everything you're doing with any fans. Thank you so much for jumping in and having an empowered conversation with me. And uh, before we get going, Josh, how do we get in touch with you? Yeah, I think, so if you want to learn more about AnyFans, we have a website at anyfans.com. But also, if you really want the pitch, if you will, the WeFunder website is great. It's got a video, a three-minute video. It's also got our pitch deck. Hey, if you're a college kid, even a high school kid, and you want to learn about investing, it's kind of the same thing I tell people about Bitcoin and crypto. Get a Coinbase account. Take three or 400 bucks, put a hundred in Bitcoin, a hundred Ethereum, a hundred in one of the other altcoins and just watch it. Like that's how you learn, right? So if you want to learn about investing and crowdfunding, go to WeFunder, send a couple hundred bucks, put some of it into any fans and just watch and you'll get updates from me a couple times a week. They'll update you on other clients. And, and just to give a quick plug for WeFunder, they're actually not all that different than Coinbase or you know, TD Ameritrade in that they, you're not necessarily sending money directly to any fans. You're sending it to your own account because they want you to invest and keep coming back. Right. It's actually been a little bit confusing for some That's of my cool. people, but yeah, it's a neat place. So if you want to invest and if you want to learn about financial services, investing, I just gave you kind of another 60 second uh, tutorial on how to do that. And if you would be so kind as to put some of that towards WeFunder, we would appreciate it. There you go, it. folks. He's always giving, he's always trying to help. He is always teaching and he's always an entrepreneur. Um, Check out WeFunder, check out anyfans.com. Hit it up. You're going to love what's going on with AnyFans. And like they keep saying, simply put, social networking, that you're going to like what you see. You're going to enjoy it, whether you're an investor, yeah. whether you're uh, an older, uh, sorry, Gen Xer or otherwise, uh, or whether you're a young student that's just hustling and making things happen in sports, in school books, and perhaps graduating, going to college. It's cool AF. Josh, thank you so much for spending time with me and having an empowered conversation. And I really appreciate the connection that we have. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much. And folks listening, if you have kids or people living in the house that are teens or young adults, have them download the app too. It's live. It says right there when you get on there, we're in beta testing. We'd love their feedback, but 
check it out. Let us know what you think. Thank you very much, Luke. Well, Josh, Luke, we'll talk to you soon. We'll have a great time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Empowered. A Blue Mex podcast is hosted by Patrick McGuire and does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. Empowered podcast may be compensated by sponsors, products, or services in this show. For more empowered content, subscribe where you get your podcasts and visit bluemex.io to join us on Discord.